I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to Burf Barf. Oh. Yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> so if last episode was brought to you by Denise Jager Sangria, this episode is brought to you by the Calm Toys Espresso Martini. Yum. <laughs> Thank you for the weird Super Bowl gifts. <laughs> Still slowly, slowly winning back the money that I lost on that game. Weird. Uh, life is weird. It is weird. We have so sponsored much... by DraftKings. That's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we do have actual sponsors to call out. Which mm-hmm. oh. yeah, we do. Yeah, um, a consistent sponsor of ours in all of our endeavors is yeah. uh, Tenar Racing, and we have a a short little uh, commercial for you here about an upcoming ev- event that Tenar is hosting. So uh, Tenar. Uh, race series is actually hosting the annual trail running film fest you guys might remember that from years ago when they used to host it at studio 35 we it was so fun and seeing people i'm gonna be a perv out of their running clothes mm-hmm. it's really cool and it it's was such a nice thing to be able to see people in a normal social environment and face them while you talk to them yeah i think it was more novel back then because we only ever ran and we didn't have a social life and now that we have a social life we can see people in regular clothes but anyway <laughs> so tenor race series is hosting the annual trail running film fest fe- featuring over two hours of incredible films from around the world and community about the spirit of trail running the Columbus date here is April 12th at 6.30 p.m. at the Wild Goose Creative Art Space, which is in Franklinton. You can learn more about Tinar Race Series dot, at TinarRaceSeries.com, and that's T-I-N-A-R RaceSeries.com. Our next sponsor is Bella's Beans, a coffee subscription service. So our dear friends in Granville uh, roast their own coffee and get it out the door to you if you are stationed in Ohio. So uh, sign up and get your first batch of coffee free using the code BRFBARF, B-R-F-B-A-R-F. And we get a little kickback from that that helps us continue to race and in particular uh, get to Expedition Ozarks without selling all of my eggs. (laughs) I just renewed my subscription. For I'm... egg donations. <laughs> God damn it, Annie. <sighs> no, for my coffee. We got too much coffee for Christmas, so I had to temporarily pause, which is easy to do by contacting Bella's Beats. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. We also have new Patreons that we'd like to share with you. Oh, so many, many cool new people. so happy and such good people as it always are. As it always is. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, just keep great. fucking it up. Keep um, fucking it up, because I fucked up my commercial. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Stephanie Ross, the one, the, the one, only, the only, the greatest, the queen of of adventure race for women and just the, a champion for women in sport. I still remember the first time I heard Stephanie Ross's name was at like the very first orienteering race that I went to, and she wasn't even there. Somebody else was telling me about her and how I needed to meet her. And this man was like, I saw her run off of a cliff to get a checkpoint. And he was like, I did. I saw her go over a cliff to get a checkpoint. I believe that to be true. Oh, 100% believe it. Totally. Uh, Next up, Robin Bear. Oh, you sweetie. Robin. What a babe. Oh, I haven't met you yet, but I adore you. Her message was along the lines of uh, badass women need to support badass women, and she certainly does. So um, thanks, Robin. And also, by extension, David, too, I think. But at least Robin. Why not? Um, Sandra Hughes is new to the Patreon scene. Woot, woot. Woot, toot, woot, toot. Woot. Welcome. Welcome, Sandra. Uh, Anita, and I just, I really love this this move. Anita has been a Patreon for a long time already, and Anita bumped up her uh, Patreon amount to us, which is really cool. Deeply so, kind. Thanks, Anita. And uh, also, welcome to Caitlin Bernhard. Yay. Thanks, Caitlin. Welcome. Also, all women. Yeah, that's pretty groovy. That's very cool. So welcome, welcome to the Burf Barf Patreon, guys. We appreciate it so much and like really take helps take the sting out of uh, doing things like Expedition Ozarks, which I just have a lot of thoughts about, yeah. <laughs> about expenses there. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And then lastly, we have a, a lovely and substantial donation to our endeavors at Ozarks from our some of the first people we ever met in, in adventure racing, 
uh, Levi Marriott, Charles Dexter Ward, uh, Jennifer F., and John Marriott. So thank you all very, very much. Yeah, you guys have made, like, your own little, like, satellite burf bar fan club. It's so cute. It's very and you awesome. just have, like, continued to deliver. So thank you. Thank you so much. I would say thank you. I would say thank you. I would say thank you. We have to stop. <laughs> do you mean more? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. probably yeah, yeah. So. Let's do more. Probably. So, as always, we can talk about a lot of things because you and I just talk about everything. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think probably top of mind for me is Winter Wildcat, your fight for air? Fight climb for air climb. Fight for air mm-hmm. climb. And uh, just like a quick blurb about our teammates' uh, recent endeavor. Wow. <laughs> Let's do the blurb first because because it's on my mind. Um, well, no, it kind of relates to the winter wildcat thing. Hmm. No, start at the beginning. Start at wildcat. Okay, we'll start at wildcat. Uh, so winter wildcat is a weekend of orienteering it's two individual 10-hour events on saturday and sunday last year we did this event and honestly thank goodness for winter wildcat in february because ever since showplope stopped my heart has an itch for off-trail gnarliness in february that has not been satiated until yeah. doing winter wildcat there's an year. emptiness there in for our sure hearts. For, for sure sure. so last year we did uh the three of you so you amanda and laura were an individual team on saturday i stayed solo on saturday and stayed and did sunday solo as well because we wanted to give you uh, I, we talked about you we needed three. to build our chops and actually I ended up doing a lot of map reading then yeah that for was sure. the last time i did <laughs> <laughs> well they said uh I can't remember. I think I told you the Expedition Ozarks Q&A, they said you wouldn't have to split up and navigate individually. Praise his holy name. That is my greatest fear. That's like my SAT nightmare where I'm like, the whole team is split up. You have to shotgun spray into the woods and you have to go find your own checkpoint. And that there goes Lauren's day. Yeah, it's fine. Instead, you'll just carry the most stuff out of anybody. Yeah. I would rather lug a bunch of uncomfortable shit than have the fear of navigating by myself. I feel that way myself when I'm the team. <laughs> no, you do you really? I kind of do. Navigating is fucking hard. Anyways, this year for Winter Wildcat, uh, all four of us were going to go together on Saturday, and then three of us were going to stay and do Sunday. Whoops! Whoops! Uh, what's <laughs> That's the le- not what happened. What's the Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events? Yeah, so there was a series of an unfor- unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. Um, last but not least. No, first but not least, first but not most was we got co- we all got COVID. <laughs> we all got COVID except for Amanda who doesn't ever get COVID. Yeah, uh, was we all got COVID like two and a half weeks before the event, which honestly, like at this point, I can say silver lining is that we definitely won't get it again for Expedition Ozarks. Right, we missed a tr- a big training weekend we wanted to do, but we didn't miss an event for having COVID. However, yes, some of us did. You missed an event. Yes, I didn't do Wildcat. <laughs> You're such a shit bird. You went though. You went though. I physically I know, went to I West know. Virginia, so that's why it feels like a loophole. I'm not just. I did not <laughs> accrue the bodily knowledge of that day. <laughs> okay, so, uh, anyways, I was at Goodwill. Yes, for real. I got these bits at Goodwill. I got this shirt at Goodwill. I got these socks at Goodwill. I got this shirt at Goodwill. So we uh, didn't have the worst timing for getting COVID. You did miss an event. Um, and I will say we both got hit harder with COVID the second time around than we did the first time, which was gnarly. Yeah. We were both pitiful, pitiful babies. Mm. We spent a lot of time rolling around at my house and your house watching a copious amount of TV. Yeah. I cried when you came to my house because I'd been alone for four days. Yeah. I was was not alone, but I, I watched, I watched, mm, 60 episodes of Buffy? I haven't watched that much TV in forever. I couldn't even tell you everything that I watched. I watched like three movies in addition to a couple wow. series. Yeah, I disappeared into a 
tundra of white down comforter. Yeah, I made a blanket nest on the floor and then would spend an hour working my way back into bed when it was bedtime. Oh. But I did have Smoothie King for dinner and breakfast one day, so <laughs> it's not all bad. <laughs> uh, it didn't, uh, sadly, COVID does not um, temper my hunger in any way. Yeah. So it was just really inconvenient. I mean, don't think that having Smoothie King means that I have my hunger tempered. It was like 1400 calories i got the big size <laughs> okay now that's i i just compared to what i was eating which is like buckets of lard yeah like, <laughs> mm, seems lard. like you were doing better than me what is vegan lard made of what is vegan i have no idea mm. it's probably it's aquafaba a, yeah it's just yeah it's like aquafaba that you let harden like bacon grease mm. Mm. delicious Ooh, so, good. so good so good Put a little vegetable stock in there. There's no way that that's not good. Yeah. So we were out of commission. Both of us were out of commission for a bit over a week. And then you got like an extra week and a half as like a second go round of being fucked up. Yeah. I definitely had some feelings of a person sent me like, it was a gym related meme, but it was like, uh, oh no, I'm sick and I've missed a day at the gym and I've lost six years of lifting. (laughs) And that's how I felt where I was just like, I've been doing so much Mm -hmm. training and Mm -hmm. I'm down for a week and I've lost it all. Surely, surely everything is gone. Totally. Absolutely felt like that. And had some days where they gave me the antivirals. And so I felt better. So I went and ran eight miles. And then as soon as the antivirals wore off, I was sick again. (laughs) I'm a psycho. I just have to move my body, man. And so, yes, I also feel like I lost all of my fitness. Quick intermission. Just going to open up the next thing. Oh, I'll, I'll crack these. You want to crack, crack open a yeah. couple of cold ones? Yeah. One that is not cold is hardly a one yeah. at all. <laughs> ah, um, so, yeah, you guys went and did mm-hmm. Wildcat, a 10-hour orienteering race. One of the most niche and nerdy races that we do in the year. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I fucking love it you do I do there's something about that time slot that i just love like that timing in you're February. a winter baby i am a winter baby and also i just i love the latanzis i love yeah, mark cool. i love they're laura cool. and like uh the fact that mark's invested in things like hey did you notice that there is no duplicative clues on all 45 checkpoints for day one and day two like that kind of like care and attention only mm-hmm. comes from being deeply like fascinated and invested in mm-hmm. in orienteering. Like yeah. so cool. Yeah. I mean he obviously has a language about it that most people don't, even people who host those races. Yeah. But there is just kind of like a a lovely, cozy sort of boy scout vibe to the yeah. whole thing. I'm sure being on a scout reservation helps. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like Yes, for sure. It's just like cargo short dad mode a little bit. Even yeah. though like there are super athletes yeah, there. For sure. There's something about just plain old orienteering yeah by on on its own that is just super like old school boy scout camp yeah also having two 10 hour days like last year i felt like a fucking baller doing both days you were you felt yeah. that way because you were yeah, I, I was i am yeah but 10 hours is also like a nice distance amount like because yeah. you're not out in the dark but it's it's a grind oh it's an, and because it's in february both last year and this year, the team got chapped up. Yeah. People's faces just get windburned clean off. Yeah. And you guys came back looking crispy as shit. Yeah. Yeah, we were pretty crispy. So, uh, you drove with us to the event because you were making a game day decision on Saturday morning, which, mad props if I knew the right hand gesture or symbol to make to indicate to you, like, mad respect. Thank you. Dauk. Thank you. <laughs> Because I don't know that I would have mustered up the energy to make the drive down even, but mm. you came with, which thank goodness, because uh, you can't turn down a car ride where... No. Where, yeah, you can't turn if down I a car If I miss ride. feelings talks, yeah, even weirder, I had a really, really tough back-to-back work things happen that day and finished my morning with a vodka martini. So we got on the road and I was already ill, and then I compounded that by... Being drunk, which is also, a weird choice. We stopped we and also got. Stopped. We stopped and got a shot as a team, which boom, just 
Sometimes I just think I cannot believe that I've cultivated and get to enjoy this in my life. It's so fucking juicy. Yeah. It almost makes me angry. It's so good. Oh, yeah. You want to, like, <laughs> crush a glass in your hand? Yes. And yeah. just be like, my life ain't too much! So- You're just going to ah. stop for a shot on our way to an orienteering race. Yeah, get whatever Meow. you want. Just do it. Yeah. Meow. Whatever you want all the time. Uh, So you got drunk on Friday. <laughs> Woke up Saturday Whoops. morning. Felt like hot garbage. My and body hurt. My yeah, skin and you went was to, on too tight. I think he went to sleep at, like, 8.45. Eight. Eight. Yeah. I went to bed at 8. Yeah. And I slept till 7.40. Yeah. Ooh. I was not okay. I was I was worried because it was going to be like my first physical activity after COVID, and I was kind of worried that we would set off and that I would be like, oh, no, my lungies. I was my worried about you work. and Laura not feeling yeah. well. And you guys did oh, yeah, look Laura, really. Laura also had COVID. <laughs> yeah. She just sort of bebops through things because she's so... I don't know. She's so springy. Tough in practice. Yeah. You know? But yeah, you guys, you didn't seem okay when you came home. Yeah. <laughs> you both had a, th- a thousand yard stare. Yeah, for sure. So, right. So we get to the event. We get our maps. The maps are beautiful and perfect in the way that Mark does everything. Uh, Excuse me. Oh, oh Laura. Lauren, uh, you, you both did something that I hate, and then you called me by the wrong name. This podcast was brought to you by Tinar Series and Bella's Beans, and this is the last day. and final this is the episode. Last episode of Burr Farm. Have a good life, everyone. Follow your dreams. <laughs> and I whispered back, "I am the star." <laughs> know the original quote i just picture some pink jeep that's driving to florida and the the cover on the tire is like i let wait let me fudge the original quote yep. and it's like <laughs> jesus i know jesus is not on but i gotta add him jesus said darling <laughs> beware beware of the storm ahead and she saith to Jesus, Jesus, I am the storm. It's the devil, the devil. Is it? <laughs> and Jesus says, darling. <laughs> and to this day, gentlemen, I am that second mouse. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. Two okay. mice fell in a bucket of cream. Okay. <laughs> so we get the map. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Get the maps. Uh, we map out our route for the day. Felt really good about, so the map, the route, the CPs don't repeat from previous years, but we did have an idea of how much ground each one of us were able to cover as a team of three and me as a solo person last year to give us an idea of how much ground we thought we could cover in 10 hours. So that was helpful. Um, we, I was pleasantly surprised, not surprised. We did a really good job of all three of us mapping out the route together so it was not me doing it in a silo and then being like here this is what i'm doing Mm. it was like hey it seems like it makes sense to go to this one next great what about this one great and we worked really collaboratively and all had uh marked maps with the route by the end of it yes how many how many total cps were there on the map 45 how many did you guys uh, achieve that's a good question you hey i don't data you i don't actually know oh okay like 70%? No. Like Maybe 60? Okay. Maybe 60%? Okay, carry on. Yeah, that's a great question, though. Huh. Um, Remember when you used to care about data? Yeah, we did. I, I even looked at the flybys and stuff afterwards, and I still can't remember. Um, but yeah, we did a good job. Oh, this was uh, another thing, again, as a uh, orienteering race. And just a change from our experience at adventure races before, every member of the team of all the teams got a map. So like oh, when we wow. when we talked different. about uh, getting it so that there's more navigators and that isn't such a bottleneck for creating adventure racing teams and mm-hmm. getting people into adventure racing, doing stuff like giving every individual a map certainly contributes to that. So yeah, I you give want them, more people to learn the skill. Yep. Yeah. So give I give Mark maps. a lot of. I give Mark and Laura a lot of credit for giving maps to everyone because 
that makes a difference. And it's it's more cost without necessarily mm-hmm. increasing race registration. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's for the love of the game. <laughs> you know what Mark Latanzi always yeah. says. He's like, for the love yeah, of the game. for the love of the game. Yeah. Like Jesus said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Darling, it's for the love of the game. <laughs> uh, also, there was like, there was like 160 people. Yeah, it's a big event. Yeah, it's a big event. Um, so we headed out for the day, and I'm not going to go through CP by CP, but I will say, like, we started out and felt rock fucking solid. Like, I was really stoked that not only did I not still feel shitty from COVID, but I could tell the impact of the training I've done for Ozarks this far, which was fantastic. a very nice, it was a nice feeling, because, again, all my feelings of, like, failed obligation for nationals last year it felt really good to be like oh yeah this feels a lot better when you train the way that you and you yes. have you have yes. the intention to train and how you feel about it has a huge impact on how mm-hmm. you perform yep even in spite of and no matter your training yes if you feel good about it you're more likely to do better yep for sure um so we headed out and uh we did really good on the nav for the majority of the whole day and again it was really cool how collaborative was there was a few where we got close-ish and then i was like sorry i don't have this one guys and laura was like i think we're here and we need to go here and we followed what laura sweet proposed and swooped up a couple that were just not in my wheelhouse to get like mm. my <laughs> my uh achilles heel is where the land is blurbly <laughs> yeah just when the land is like wavy Yes. There's, there's no re-entrance. There's no mounds. Yes. There's no spurs. Yeah. There's just slightly down, slightly up-ish, kind of, and not- and it's all somewhat open forest, Yeah, you're just staring into yep. a sea of nothing. Yep. And it's like, no, this all looks the Yeah. How, what do you, like, what do you count? Mm-hmm. You know? You can't count mm-hmm. re-entrance when mm-hmm. you're in a blurbly land. Yeah. So Laura did a great job uh, nailing at least two CPs that I had no hand in. I was like, uh, and I'm done. Go, Laura. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we had a few points of like getting hyped up and doing the wrong thing. So like it's, um, and I've actually thought about this for Expedition Ozarks too. And we weren't super isolated all day, but when you get to be around people again, it feels really fun and it's easy to switch to like social mode instead of kind of staying in game time mode. So like at one point we're at the one water stop on the course and we took off out of the water stop going the entirely wrong direction just because it was like yay we're hanging with other people Wee. we're talking about the day and that the weather's beautiful yeah. and where we're going next and it was like okay it's been 200 meters we should be coming on the trail that we're supposed to turn on nope because we went the exact opposite way and then it was like oh great yeah we're gonna hit this trail that kind of winds back and forth back and forth across this power line cut that we should have, have gone take... directly to yes yeah like oh we've we've done a couple switchbacks on this trail and oh we can still see the water stop just over whoops. there whoops oh well that's... And, and it's quite steep off the north end of yeah. the power line climb yeah. so yeah. it's just like yeah. adding all this extra vert yep so um i think in that case it makes me think about when I had the opportunity to crew Maggie Guro when she won Biggs, and watching her name drop, her... <laughs> <laughs> people listening are like, "What does that noise mean?" You tell me. I don't know. Uh, but she kept her energy level like the entire time, so it wasn't like sometimes she'd come on a. It was not like she would come in on a loop and be like scream singing a song, and then another time she'd be low, and then another time she'd be like high. She was just like even keel, consistent energy the whole time. That'll like, never be me. That'll never be me. That'll never be never be me. <laughs> So I'm not saying we have to go into, like, full robot mode, but I do think tempering or at least being aware of the impact in the same way that, like, we always walk to the first CP because Mm -hmm. otherwise we get too fucking jazzed and we fuck it up. Mm -hmm. I feel like in that same vein, we need to think about for Expedition Ozarks that there may be times where, like, we're leaving a TA and we're super fucking stoked and that's the time to be... Yes, very stoked, but also very diligent and mindful of, like, 
not sensual orienteering and just running into space. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, so we had a really good solid nav day all day, which is great because the whole point of doing wildcat and to me, what it will probably always be the case because of how early it is in the season wildcat ends up being the like dust off event for the beginning of the year yeah. to be like oh yeah, yeah let's flex our nav muscles again sure. and we had a great day and we got towards the end of the route and recognized that we still had quite a bit of time left before we needed to be back to the finish and we actually added on two cps which i felt really good about doing that and then we got to the last two planned cps of the day and this is where it just really i won't say fell apart because whatever um but the last two cps of the day there was it was this one that the the clue sheet clue for it was marchy marshy land ew (laughs) which i love so much and so we approached from this additional planned cp we're coming up to the second to last cp for us and we're following this Jeep road that's not really on the map. I feel really good about when we take a bearing to get off of the Jeep road to go to the CP. We are what feels like close to the CP and a team is leaving this from having gotten the CP. And the team says, oh, it's right over there. And we we're like, sweet. And we just kind of like bounce off into the woods. And then we're like, we look around for a while and we're like, Sh- shoot, didn't find it. So we're like, okay, we go back to where we knew where we were. We do a reset. I go back to the trail again, the Jeep road again. As soon as it starts going south, that's when we should take a bearing and come off the trail. We do it again. We're approaching the CP for the second time. Another team is leaving the it's area right, right and there. says, yeah, it's right there. And we're just like, sweet. We're going to get it this time. Cannot find it. That's so infuriating. It was so infuriating. What, you want to like hunt them down and be like, I know, what is right there I know. to you? I, I don't. And I mean, looking at our route gadget and looking where we went relative to the CP. I looked at it. We were so close. You were like so I don't, 15 yards I don't away. deny each one of the teams for saying what was accurate, but it was like, what the fuck? I mean, we've said that to plenty of teams where we've said it's right there and then blazed out. And I'm sure that they've been standing there like, what? Maybe. But like uh, that was, I think, the second time that we got too hyped about a thing because it was like, oh, it's right there. And we just were kind of like, wee. And then we didn't end up getting it. And uh, I should have been paying more attention to time. But so after we were searching for for a while, we decided to bail and head to the finish. And then we were like, uh, I think at this point we had like. 16 minutes left so Uh uh something that is a noob mistake because the the hotel that is the start and finish for the event is at the top of a hill Mm. at the beginning of the race we descended this giant hill to begin the event Mm. so what goes down must come up And we had 16 minutes after leaving looking for the second to last climb. And if I would have had my wits about me, I would have made sure that we were at the bottom of that final climb with no less than 40 minutes. Because the last climb was about 600 feet. (laughs) And um, I can do comfortably a thousand feet an hour so 600 feet is 40 minutes like that's Mm -hmm. and that's like not at the end of a 10 hour day that's like if i'm on the stair mill doing like comfy climb like and i'm fresh Uh so being at 16 minutes and not even at the base of the (laughs) shit (laughs) that math doesn't work yeah so we get to the bottom of this climb. We're still trying as hard as we can. I think we got to the bottom of the climb with like 12 minutes left. That feels about right. And we're just hoofing it up as fast as we can. And like I, if you remember from the Nationals episode, I feel like I mentioned this. So when I'm in times of extreme duress, if it's sad times, I need someone to hold my hand. Like if, I, if I'm if i asked to hold your hand, that means I'm having a very sad, hard time. Mm-hmm. Or if I start muttering my affirmations to myself out loud, that's that's when I'm like, 
my that's like the most fierce that I get, or mm -hmm. that's when I'm trying my absolute mm -hmm. hardest. Mm -hmm. So at nationals last year is when I was saying like, <laughs> you you can do this. When I was trying to cut through all that vegetation and stuff. Oh, when we were just stuck. Yes. In an impassable bird's nest. Yep. And I was like, come on, Hartley, like uh, you can do this. Yeah, so that's we were... when I get really scared. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were going up this climb, and I was like. I'm doing my best. Everybody knows that I'm doing my best. Like, I'm just, I just kept saying, like, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Like, because it was so fucking steep. And, like, that is nightmare scenario to me is having to do a giant climb with a time cutoff. That's my worst case scenario. It's not yours. You love it. <laughs> no. My worst case scenario is racing the clock no matter fucking what and mm. you do it to me every single yeah. time and i even said on this one i didn't want a red line at the end because also like this event for me at least this year it could be different in other years it was about nav practice so like yeah. it was not to like like squeeze every drop of the blood out of the yeah. rock it was like yeah. you know get some good nav practice and be set up to have a good second day and so we burn up this climb in 22 minutes, which on any other day would have felt great about. So I definitely am holding on to that feeling. But we ended up being eight minutes late. Fuck. It was a five point deduction for each minute. So, so we lost painful. 40 points. And like, just to give an example, the max CP was 10 and most of them were like, three to five points. So it That's was like, horrible. it was like losing eight CPs, which. I've never been late at a orienteering race before, so it's first time for anything. Yeah, but you love to just. I don't. That's not what I wanted though, and it. certainly not on a fucking hill. I will not accept what you just fucking said to me. Of course you do, and you do it every time. You're like one more, Lauren. It's right there, one more, and then we run a seven thirty. I know, to but finish that's the when fucking it, race. But that's when it works. I never want to do that when it doesn't work. And you. also on a climb, never on a climb. I would have had us that don't church eye me. I would have had us at the bottom of that climb with at least an hour to go because I, I don't like that. Wasn't there, and I'm so glad I wasn't there. Yeah, it was rough. I would have been yeah. really struggling. So I felt like a fucking boss all day until that last climb, and then that last climb, I did not feel pitiful. I just felt like, oh, I really emptied my tank, and like. I just was, like, staring into the abyss the whole time, like, they were doing awards and stuff. Could not get my, could not get my consciousness to rejoin me in my body. <laughs> yeah, noted from how fucking weird so you were when I you was, came home and ate. I so weird. So, we hung out for a bit. Also, I should mention, there were so many, like, lovely familiar faces at this event, which is always nice. So, people like Sarah Dahlman and Val Harden and... Ashley Brown and her dear oh. husband from Athens. I which, love oh, you. Ashley, it makes me so happy to see you doing orienteering stuff. And we got to see them out on the course several times, which was dope. And we got to have brunch with her on Sunday, which yep. is the best thing ever. Yep, yep. So like uh all kinds of all kinds of good vibes there, except for again, I was fucking out of it from that last climb because that just climbing just takes it from me. Mm -hmm. It just takes a little piece of my soul. Yeah, I mean, when I'm with Laura and Amanda, it does to me too because they seem to just disappear on me with such ease that I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it crushes me too. Yes, but you're a climber. You're a mountain goat. I'm not a climber like they are, which is infuriating. Mm. I don't believe this to be a true story. You're I've watched about yourself. both of them pull away from me so many times. I just had this one climb in particular that I remember that was so crumbly, bumbly, and shitty. It was either fig or something else. But I remember watching them climb ahead of me, and I'm like, not even in my wildest dreams can I climb like that. <laughs> <laughs> it comes and goes. Yeah. So that was day one. Uh, so we ended up with like. I'm not even going to pretend to know how many points. I do want to point out that Olga Huber ended up with 40 more points than we did even before the penalty was applied. Wow. She is awesome. Awesome. Her lines, her lines for navigating are so fucking clean. Mm. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. So we go back to the Airbnb. We rejoin you. You've had a day of spending the most money anybody's ever spent at a Goodwill mm -hmm. getting the best swag ever. I have no regrets. Yeah. Yeah. 
got my pants at Goodwill. I got, got the shirt at Goodwill. Goodwill. I got the cheese grater at Goodwill. <laughs> um, we, because we enjoy our com- uh, one another's company so much, all four of us just like, uh, couldn't go up, to bed. Couldn't go to bed. We just like kept like talking and staring you say at that each other. We were in bed at nine fifteen. I know, but okay. like. We definitely had a substantial chunk where we were. You could tell that every no one, one of to us, leave the room every yet. single one of us knew that we should have already been asleep, and nobody would. and nobody wanted to. Yeah. Even me, who was just staring into the abyss, saying "pee is stored in the balls" while eating blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was fucked up. I felt I know. Fucked yeah, up. I was just waiting because I I assumed there would be more stories, so I was just sitting and like. Yeah. Anything else, guys? Yeah, no, just, nothing else. No, okay. it was it was a it was a solidly uneventful day, hmm. and until the, the end. end of the day. And so the plan was Laura originally was going to go home on Saturday evening, but she felt a little loopy because again, I was not the only one that got some taken from her on that last climb. So Laura was like, "Yeah, I'm going to leave in the morning." You knew, you pretty much knew at that point that you weren't going to feel up for it for day two because you still felt fucked up. I was out of my butt. I felt like a ghost of a total stranger. Haunted Laura. I was haunted. Yeah. So the plan was Laura was going to leave in the morning and you were going to leave with her. And then I was going to go do the day with Amanda. Mm -hmm. um, And then Amanda would bring me back to Columbus. And I, I felt fucked up, but I also had the comfort of knowing that last year when I did both days, I felt fucked up after day one. So I was like, it's fine. Tomorrow morning I will wake up. I will feel sore. I will walk around the course for an hour before my muscles loosen up and then I'll be okay. And so I woke up the next morning and I actually, my body woke me up a little bit early before my alarm. And I was like, this is great. It gives me extra time to move around. I can get all my shit sorted out from the night before. I'm going to get my gear ready. I'm going to like, really going to like come at it. You know, I'm still going to like go for it. And, uh, people started to wake up and Amanda comes out and I can hear Amanda talking to Laura in their bunk bedroom because are you even staying in an Airbnb for a race if there's not bunk, a bunk beds? bed? Yeah. No, no. You must stay where there's a bunk bed before a race. <laughs> and so I heard Laura and Amanda kind of like talking and giggling to each other a little bit. And Amanda comes out and she was like, so she was like, I was up all night debating if I should race today because, because she gave listener, me half of her Tylenol PM. <laughs> Dear, because dear listener, our our precious Amanda Bullseye Bullseye was propositioned on Thursday before Winter Wildcat was asked, "Yo, what are you doing Wednesday to Sunday?" <laughs> she got asked to do the C to C seventy two hour that's three days expedition race from the west coast to the east coast of Florida. That following Wednesday. So again, she got asked on Thursday to do a race the following Wednesday. When she got the ask on Thursday, she definitely was like, "Ha, no, probably, probably, probably." And then on Friday, as we were mid taking a shot on the drive down, she said, "Oh, well, I just got off the phone with my C to C team." <laughs> what a nut job! And so she woke up Sunday morning and was like. I don't know if I should race today. And I was like, even though I'd like psyched myself up to be ready to go. When she said that, I was like, yeah, you definitely should not. You should not. You should not. So she had some teammates um, that were, that did do both days of Wildcat, cleared the course on both days, and then were going to go C to C. The difference there being that they knew that they were going to do that. Amanda didn't know until Thursday that she was going to be racing for three days the following Wednesday. So, like, I know Amanda struggled a lot with that decision about not racing on Sunday because it feels like, and I totally get this, it feels like a thing of, like, integrity or following through on what you said you were going to do. And it feels, it seems like it would be easier when you're, when you've only made that commitment to yourself, but it actually just makes it feel harder to back out of that because you're like, Mm -hmm. hey, if I don't keep my commitments to myself who am i who am i keeping my commitments to who am i and um we did manage to convince her that like there's no good that comes from the second day 
there's only bad things that can happen. Yeah, you're just grinding your body down. Yeah, you're just making yourself more tired. You're taking less time away that you can use to prep you're to see to Dehydrating yourself. You can get injured, which um, there were, I know there was at least one, but I think there was two people that didn't do C to C because they got fucked up at Wildcat. Oh, no. Yeah, so like... There's there was no good outcome there, so I'm very proud of Amanda making the decision not to do Sunday, even though that was very difficult for her. So me, you, and Laura ended up driving back to Columbus together Sunday morning, which felt which felt weird, but um, not just in Amanda's interest for C to C. Like I felt really good after having COVID, but like me, Laura, and Laura, and you had just gotten over having COVID. Yeah. So yeah. like. Having another day of not doing, or having, let me back up, not doing 20 hours of navigation off trail was not the worst thing after COVID. Mm -hmm. So um, good for us for making a smart decision. Boop, boop. So Amanda, after the event, uh, essentially went right home to Packership for C2C, drove down to Florida on Tuesday to get there Wednesday mm -hmm. for the pre-race talk. Uh, started the race with her team, Team Warrior, and last... Are they veterans? Uh, I don't know. When I, I hear that so. name, I just I sort of yeah, wondered. Yeah, I don't think so, but I don't know. Okay. So this morning, Sunday the 26th, Team Warrior won C2C. And? And on the longest C2C course they've had so far set a course record How the overall for C2C, which is a 24-year... This was the 24th running of C2C. Yeah, like so you it's said. low-hanging fruit. Yeah, unbelievable. So, kudos to you, Amanda. Not like we can take credit for everything, but if we hadn't convinced you to not race on Sunday, maybe you wouldn't have won. Yeah, so really, for, yeah, So, really, this us, is our victory. I'd say. So, we set a course record. That seems... Right. That's how maths work. Yeah. I mean, it's transitive, but yeah. I, I'll accept it. Yeah. But for Serial, we're so fucking proud of Amanda. And sometimes I can't believe that we know her. Also, she's racing with us at Expedition Ozarks, which just makes me feel like famous by proxy. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, they were already, they were, I feel great and bad for her. Cause like the adventure race community was already up her bungholio. <laughs> trying to get her to do other races and now that she's set the cr on c to c people are just gonna be like they're just gonna live there up in her dms constantly yeah. like yeah uh hola que pasa we are going to brazil for the seven day uh adventure race it's going on for 30 yeah. years we would love for you to join us yeah uh there's just gonna be like Hot French dudes in her DMs, and not because they want to bang her, because they want her to ride in a boat with them. Yeah, and she's going to be, like, ice climbing and all that crazy shit. Also, I think it says a lot about Amanda that, like, there's no part of me that's stressed about her being on our team for Ozarks and feeling like she's going to sled dog us. Like, Amanda is the most adaptable mm -hmm. racer mm -hmm. that I know. She just doesn't need anything, mm -mm. and she will rise to whatever the occasion is, even if rising to the occasion is having the most fun while being the most competitive she can be. That's us. We're just, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. It's the tiniest bit scary that she's capable of this stuff, you got to admit. No, because... I'm, I've done so much work on that with being towed by the team. I've already felt like the weaker link in the team. So, like, it doesn't stress me out to have somebody stronger because I know, like, in the end, it's all a wash. We all, we all help one another go faster. Also, like, I know you're making face about me saying I'm the weakest link. No, I'm, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I'm not. That's oh, okay. not that face. Oh, what's the face? That I'm the weakest link. <laughs> That I have nothing to bring other than fun. Oh, well, that's very important to a race experience. Thank God. Yeah. I do think I feel more comfortable doing Ozarks at a five-day length because I feel like I perform better compared to my peers after multi-days mm -hmm. than I do anything that's shorter. So, like, and I think, actually, that's an opportunity we have that on day, like, four – we're still going to enjoy each other's company, despite the fact that you, like... Yeah, actually, I, that's one thing that I did think about. After watching 
Alaska, Expedition Alaska, mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. Um, I did the think. <laughs> I thought even these teams that are supposed to be so cohesive that have raced together for a long time, or they're related, or they're married, like people are crying and yelling. That's not something we've ever done, nor confidently will ever do. Yeah. Like we. I mean, sure, there might be crying, but it's not because someone on the team made you cry. Yeah, like, I think if anything, it will only become more hysterical. Yeah, no, it will only get more and more bizarre. Yeah. But, like, certainly no one's going to be like, can't you just shut the fuck up? Yeah. (laughs) No, they're going to be like, you need a minute? You need two hours, man? You go ahead and have those. Yeah. Do you have diarrhea? You're so tired. Let's sleep. Leave me alone about my tired diarrhea. I didn't say it was you. God damn it. Well, everyone who's listened to this podcast know that I have sl- You think sleep that it's diarrhea. You- I can't. I can't with that. I can't with that. I don't want I don't want to push forward this narrative. I just think it's fascinating that we finally figured that out. That's what you think it is, but I disagree. I think I just don't have my food right. Yeah, maybe so. You you definitely have it dialed in this time, for sure. Fritos and beans. So I don't think there's anything else on Winter Wildcat. It was a great event. You should sign up next year after we've already signed up and got our hotel room. Because <laughs> <laughs> next year we're just going to plan on doing two days and just, and just register as soon as it's open. Because we're always going to want to do it. I know we are. You are. You are. I mean, I'll go because you're there. Yep. Let's change. Let me think. First, is there any closing thoughts on that? Change clothes. Nope. Go to fighting for the climb for air. God damn it. Uh, this no, is but say the name of the event. Fight for, for air. Okay. Run up for air is also an event. So it's Yes, hard. that's in Utah in the mountains. Yes. This is, um. so fight for air is a regular uh, stairs climb that happens typically indoors and outside during COVID and stadiums mostly. Did you like the indoor stair or the arena climb better? You know, it's much, much harder to do the indoor climbs hmm. um, because it's hotter. There's more stairs. It's more of a consistent up. Oh. When you're in a stadium, you go up and down very quickly. Yeah. When you're in the, when you're in a tower, you are going up for like 12 minutes. And when you're in a... That's a long-ass time. How many flights of stairs is it? 40. 880 stairs. Jeez. Um, and I'll be honest. like The one that I did originally before COVID in Cincinnati at the Carew Tower, I did the vertical mile, which will still go down for me as one of the hardest physical endeavors I've ever done. I wildly underestimated the deep and searing devilish pain that is three hours up and down as fast as you can go yeah on stairs that i i like i asked for god to take me that was some of the worst pain i've ever had in my life and did god say darling darling you are the storm uh yeah so unfortunately that doesn't exist anymore so what happens is this thing called power hour which Though I love the American Lung Association and everything it stands for, I hate this format because you have to run up and then take the elevator down. So it, not everything Why don't is you run down because of the flow of people coming up and down. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, in the previous ones that I've done, you run down. It's kind of a boner killer. It's a huge boner killer, especially as an athlete. And I love boners. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> the children love the books. Um. <gasps> it's a problem because for me, if there's a part of it that's out of your control uh-huh. as an athlete, I, hate that. I fucking hate it. It's like getting stuck on by a train on a hundo or something. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely hate it. Um, it's like having a neutral zone in a, in a cycling race, yeah. which I've also hated. Uh, so I don't love that, but I gave it my all, except for the part where I showed up late to the SATs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to share the details of this exchange because it fucking tickles me. It makes me happy to know you on this level. So Laura and I were asking how your climb went and you were like, good, except for this 
thing that went hilariously wrong. I can't wait to tell you more about it. And I said, did you show up for the wrong exam room and now mm-hmm. you're not going to graduate? And Lauren just said, how did you know? <laughs> exactly that feeling. I showed up what I thought was 45 minutes early for my race, walked in. The director, who is my great friend and longtime ambassador and volunteer like uh, coordinator, she goes, where were you? We thought you were dead. Did your face go white when she said that? No, because I just realized that I've, I've arrived at this fantastic part of my life where I care so much less yeah. about literally everything. I was just like, okay. I really, and my mind was like, I'll stay and volunteer or I'll do the one single climb. Like, I didn't care what happened. I didn't yeah. care if I went to Jack and Benny's and had a cup of coffee. I didn't give That's a fuck. Nice. Do you want to go to Jack and Benny's and yeah, have some coffee? Yeah, I do. Yeah, all right. So she was like, and because she rules, um, she was like, just go. Just start. Start whenever you want. Because <laughs> it's chip time, which I also chip think time, is wild. Yeah, I also <laughs> just finishing the sentence that I don't want to talk about my night diarrhea. <laughs> I might as well tell you that in addition to thinking I was 45 minutes early and would have time to change, hide my stuff and have a fire sale. Yeah. I had to have, I had to have a 21 second fire sale as opposed to what I thought was going to be a 40 minute fire sale. So I pulled just, you know, I just did some hot snakes and (laughs) It's like rubbing the end of a magic marker. (laughs) Just wipe and wipe and wipe and still poop. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember that you are the one that was disgusted by me at the beginning of this episode. We were going to tangle in the water. This is a good reminder that when we started this podcast, it was just to entertain ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I know. So if you're still listening, we're not totally clear on why, but we, we're appreciative of you. So, hot snakes and stairs race. That's what we should probably call this episode. Um, hot snakes, hot snakes and, and wildcats. And wildcats, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I started without a lot of fervor or zest. Yeah. And then I saw on the very first floor, they had a laminated picture of my, this might make me cry, of my Uncle Buck, which is who I'm running this race for. My Uncle Buck was diagnosed about two years ago with lung cancer. It was pretty aggressive. And um, I originally raced for myself, and now I race for Buck. And uh, my Uncle Bucky is one of the sweetest people who's ever existed in the history of mankind. Um He's just a lovely human being. So Also, was the picture, it looked like he was wearing a Boom Brothers helmet. He was wearing the Boom Brothers helmet. My my dad and his brother have their, this is so hard to explain, it's a craft thing. It's like, they wear fireworks helmets that they have screwed real deer antlers into. Does that make any sense to you guys at all? So, Send in your drawing submissions. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Saw a picture of Uncle Buck and thought, oh, okay, Lauren, you came to race. It's time to, it's time to fucking go. So I did. Um, and by the third time up, I was already, like, bargaining with the storm. <laughs> How many and... trips did you end up making in total? I did five. Okay. I made five with 15 seconds to go. And I redlined so hard on the final ten Oh, yeah, flights. so you hate redlining at the end of events? You only do that when I make you do that? Bridge. I didn't put myself in that situation. My body did. Same thing. Same difference. No, no, no. That would be like saying, let's just go into another building and do just one more. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, it was it was fine. The the timing guy. So when you come down the, st- the elevator, you have to loop around the entire lobby of this of Rhodes Tower. So you've got to go through like the security guard gates around hundreds of people who are waiting to to start their climb. Yeah. And I have to weave through them and the timing guy intercepts me as I'm headed in for the stairwell. And he goes, "You have to count your own flights. Your timing chip is turned off. You have to count your own flights." And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I was like, "Okay." So I did the last two, and I had to report back about my time and my flights. Yeah. You can see all my data. Yeah. You know, like, 
the data is quite clear. I really did it. I really wish that you had just like gone up to the first flight, hid in a closet, come back down, and been like, whoo! Six. I did six. <laughs> my um, my friend Andrew, who races in a kilt and as a psycho and a delightful human being, he has raced this race a lot. He's a great fundraiser and a good guy and a great ambassador. He uh, he did one more whole set. He is a beast. Wow. I think he's also. I think he's transitioned into ultra running, so he's um, he wears like socks that have capes on them, and he's just yeah. a silly, goofy guy. I like him a lot. Also, ultras get everybody eventually. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I had a good time, and then I just sort of stood around staring at people and thought, okay, there's no one here to hang out with, and then I left. The end. And you got your fundraising goal. I got way more than my fundraising. Yes, Sam Hartman, <laughs> who continues to support us in every possible way at the very last minute sent me into my um my big big fundraising goal on the day of the race itself so really i i just sat in my office and cried my eyes out so uh yeah the american lung association events are always really um emotional for me and for other people mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's hard yeah <laughs> yeah i mean on my third time up, uh, two women were behind me, <clears throat> and they stopped to take a selfie with, like, one of the lamps. Every single floor is a dedication to a different person. Mm-hmm. And they stopped, and I was like, are you, are you guys the so-and-so family? Uh, the Audinos who raised the most money of anybody this year. And, um, of the bakery? You know? No. Adino's no, it's spelled okay. differently. Um, and they were taking a selfie with pictures of their loved ones, so. Yeah. It's just an important day for a lot of people. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. But yeah, it's a lot like, I remember when I first, uh, before I was boycotting the Komen breast cancer 5k, um, I remember just crying through the whole thing. (laughs) Did you cry while you were actually doing the stairs? No. Yeah. No, no, no. I was in race mode, but I did cry through the Susan, whatever, Komen 5k yeah the race for the cure yeah because everyone's wearing shirts of the people that they're racing for or they're racing for themselves as survivors yeah and uh, it's intense and if you're a survivor when you race that race they hand you a rose at the finish and so i oh Oh, man it is just like reality tv show level crying yeah yeah i'm glad that's a thing that you do yeah me too american lung association has really helped me heal from a time in my life that I thought I was gonna die (laughs) yeah they're awesome they're just like as far as enormous um nonprofits that uh do charity work they are one of the most ethical and get some of the highest ratings of using their money the most wisely and like they reinvest obviously into their own brand and they're quite good at it but they they use so much of their money for to pay for the research that does things like work on a cure for lung cancer uh, and other lung disease. And they also focus so much of their attention on helping um, research for the vaccine for COVID yeah. because it's a lung disease. Yeah. So, yeah, they're really cool people. I had a good time. I will always, if I can, work for the American Lung Association so long as my dear friends will tolerate it. <laughs> And is this a one time of year thing? No, no, because I do Cincinnati as well. Okay, and Cincinnati's when? I don't know. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I don't think it's only annually, because it seems like it comes up a couple times a no, year. No, I mean, it happens in, every, in all major cities. You can race in any major city. I will say the stair climbing format seems interesting and terrifying. I just mm. can remember distinctly you describing people like, pulling hand over hand up the handrails and then launching themselves down flight Mm. one flight at a time coming down there's a skill there's a skill to it and the like the accomplished stair racers do a very specific climb and they wear soft gloves and when you ascend you skip every other stair and you alternate your hands and pull yourself up and then when you descend you swing yourself around with like two fingers or a whole hand on the handrail and you pivot on one foot and then you grab both handlebars and you skip all the stairs. Yeah. You don't touch any of the stairs. You only touch landings. Crazy. Yeah, it, it's its own weird beast. And yeah. it's it's like more niche than orienteering. There's yeah. only like 
50 stairs racers in America. They're very weird people. I love them. I was just telling Arbor, I was like, you know, the sooner you can recognize that everybody's thing that they have is cool, the the happier you will be. Like, whether it's stair climbing, Mm -hmm. which is this niche thing, Mm -hmm. or, like, cycling, which is just, like, nationally Mm -hmm. approved of. It's like, it's all fucking cool if it's knitting. Like, (laughs) yeah, pickleball, geocaching. It doesn't fucking matter. Find your thing. People have a thing. Everybody's thing is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what saves you from suicidal ideation. Yeah, that's what they say. It dumps in the butt. (laughs) Butt, butt. Dumps in the butt. Butt, butt. Dumps in the butt. Butt, butt. So uh, if you've made it this far through our podcast... um, I'm going to have the rest of your espresso martini. Yeah, go ahead. If you've made it this far through our podcast, it means you really like us and so you're a proper psycho. Uh, This just released... For Burf Barf fans only, if you would like a copy of my chapbook, which I have just completed You should describe edited. what a chapbook is. Because... Oh, it's just a small book of poetry. I think it, mine doesn't actually count as a chapbook because it exceeds the page limit of a t- typical chapbook. Of course it does. You don't half-ass anything. You only whole-ass things. This is a whole-ass poetry book. <laughs> um, it's called Life Underwater, and it is um, a... Just a compendium of my poems of the last, I don't know, 14 years. Um, because <clears throat> because we've been drinking and you love oration, I'm going to make you read one. Oh, cool. I'm down. Um, uh, yeah. So if you would like a copy, uh, send us a little note to our DMs or to burfbarf at gmail.com. B-R-F-B-A-R-F at gmail. Is that right? Burf Barf? That's it? Burf Barf at gmail.com. We also have the racing brand, so I forget. So it's burfbarf at gmail.com. So you can either email us there and then uh, Venmo us for 10 bucks, and I will send you a copy in the mail, um, or I'll bring it to you if I know you. Yeah, because can you believe that nobody else tried to get the Burf Barf Gmail address <laughs> of where we did? <laughs> okay, and so to wrap us up for the day, I guess I'm going to read you a little poem. Uh, just quick thought then before you do the poem and wrap up. I just have Expedition Ozarks on my mind all the time. So, like, I think my latest thing is, like, we are about a month away. We're just a few days over a month away from Expedition Ozarks because it's February 26th. I'm so fucked. We hit the road on April 1st. I'm so fucked. (sighs) It's interesting because training has obviously been top priority, I'm recognizing now how many consumables I need to get this over the course of this oh, month. Oh, me too. Also, it's hard not to feel like you have to buy everything. So, like, people within the era community have been so fucking dope about lending us stuff. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you. But things like feeling like I want to buy a pair of mountain bike clip-in shoes because I don't know if I can have my feet in bike shoes for Mm -hmm. five days and not have, like, crazy numbness. Feeling like I need to buy, like, all new race underwear or being like, I don't think I have enough socks that I don't fucking hate for five days. I'm in the same... I'm like, do I need all new wool sports bras? No, that would be $190. I know, but, like, like, there are stuff... There is stuff where it's, like, you saying, like... Do I need all new sports bras? No, but if you chafe your fucking titty off on day yeah. three, yeah. that will not be good. Yes, and- so I, I am I am gonna have to buy a couple things. Yeah. And then things like purchasing uh so what's the math Food? on hundred calories every thirty minutes for oh, five days? No one's gonna do that. I know, but like it's five days of food. It's just a lot of stuff. I'm bringing a lot of whole f- uh, meals. Yes. I'm bringing a lot of whole meals. Yeah. So, so like I'll... meals, I'm sitting next to a box of scratch nutrition right now. Yeah. What the hell is in there? Six bags of scratch. Ew. Yeah. So I'm doing scratch super fuel because I need the calorie supplement and especially because I can't fucking, yeah, I don't have the hands and time to eat whole foods while I'm navigating i need as much like hands as i can get so um i'm i have ozarks on my mind constantly so and want to just say again as we're talking about expenses and stuff thank you so fucking much to the people who have given us financial support because we would have made sure that we got to ozarks no matter what but it certainly helps make it not so stressful like the money we've raised so far has helped cover our pack wrap rental and our dry suit rental. Mm-hmm. That's the bulk of where like that money mm-hmm. has gone, which is 
bonkers and I don't want to, I never want to, um, uh, forget how much privilege we have in our ability mm-hmm. to do this. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for your support on that. Um, I also just want to mention as another un Ozarks related, but kind of Ozarks related thing, uh, Three of the four members of Team Burf Barf Racing will be doing the Rule of Three bike race oh, in May. Oh, no. <laughs> so we will be no. in Bentonville two times in the no. next couple of months, which we had such a good time there for Lauren's 40th birthday last year. It seems only fitting. Also, it's going to be fucking fun. I- even if even if all, all, all of the all-female teams last year DNF'd. They did? Yep. All of the all female teams last year dnf'd that's a hundred miler yeah that's great news because there's a zero percent chance of us dnfing i guess unless i don't know what the cutoff is oh i don't that is the problem i don't understand how cutoffs work in bike races i'm so used to ultras being like here's the cutoff times i don't see cutoff times in bike races black fork gravel grinder is like that uh rule of three is like that why are why like are there not cutoff times published for events? Because they expect people who show up to be bike racers. But what does that mean? It means that they're strong and fast. I know, but there has to be a cutoff time. You can't just say the cutoff time is whenever good people get done. No, you can't. But that's kind of how a bike race works, baby. And I hate to be a hard ass, but no, that's... it's it doesn't bother me to be a hard ass. I just don't understand what that means. Like, how do you do? How did they DNF? Here, here's oh, they probably gave up and then bailed. I mean, but we would keep going forever if there was no cutoff time. So we are different. What's the cutoff time? Mm-mm. Just tell me. No. Uh, be as fast as everyone else's. Also, cut we're off not time. wearing kits. We're gonna look goofy as fuck. I love everything you do, and are. They also have a costume division. <gasps> really? Yes, really. Whoa, that makes me want to go as a hot dog. It might be too warm for that. Consider it's a hundred miles. Being, a, I would want something that's like. It makes me think of when we talked about costumes mm. for Trans Rockies, and we were like, okay. You have to have a costume that is mostly stuff that doesn't get covered up by your pack. I already thought of our costume, and I'm not telling the internet yet. <gasps> is it genitalia? <laughs> no, but it's very close. <laughs> <laughs> it's not close at all. <laughs> Are we going to dress up as uh, Venus nerds? <laughs> I'll give you a hint that you will not know the answer to. It is an 80s sitcom. I cannot wait for you to tell me as soon as we stop recording. perfect. Hmm. Okay. All right. So in closing, a poem by Lauren Craft, read by Lauren Craft on Lauren Craft's podcast (laughs) in Lauren Craft's voice on Lauren Craft Day. (laughs) This poem is called Wild. I want so desperately to be incorporated with you, Wild, but I am so aware of my own tame. I take off my clothes and begged to be consumed, but Wild is blind to my endeavor. Take me, I scream, but only, but wind only howls and birds only sing and water only rushes. I think I hear Wild laughing, but I know it's not true. Is it so silly to want to be yours? I am pitying myself, and I know it's unattractive to Wild. I mix dust with river water and paint myself clay brown. I am here, I beg. Only steamy heat and woodpecker pecking and sun beating. In a final display, I run. Sweat mixes with clay and streaks my bare belly. My hair tangles. My eyes dilate. My pores open. My lungs inflate. Everything is alive. And only in this state, I am taken. Until next time. We are. Birth, birth.